section seven of the sikh religion its gurus sacred writings and authors volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the sikh religion its gurus sacred writings and authors volume three by max arthur mcauliffe life of guru arjan chapter seven when har gobind had completely recovered there were illuminations and great rejoicings prithia's wife however kept raw the sore of her husband's inflamed mind my lord and master thy words had proved false thine enemies increased daily like the waxing while thou decreasest like the waning moon i cannot endure arjan's greatness therefore i will either drown or poison myself prithia sent for har gobind's male nurse and said to him thou art a high brahman and on that account i ever take thought for thee what are thy wages thou wearest no necklace and no bracelets arjan squandereth on others and boasteth of his generosity thou gottest nothing even when the child was born my friend if thou do business for me i will fill thy house with wealth and thou shalt not want for jewellery but since thou art intimate with arjan's family i will only tell thee what i wish thee to do on thy taking an oath on thy janu to keep my secret when the servant complied prithia said take five hundred rupees from me and kill that boy i will show thee how to do it thou wilt not find it difficult for he is all day with thee put poison either in curds or bread pudding and extract the thorn from mine eyes i will give thee half of the money now and the other half when thou hast done the deed fear not in the slightest the brahmin was thus persuaded to promise to poison the child he took very powerful poison and ground it into powder next day when the boy's mother sent him milk by another servant the brahmin found an opportunity of slipping the poison into it the child turned his head away from the poisoned food thrust it aside and asked for something else to drink the brahmin began to fondle and pat him on the head and said thou oughtest certainly to drink this the child then began to cry the guru heard him sent for the brahmin and inquired the cause of the weeping he had heard the brahmin replied that he had offered the child sweet milk but he would not take it and when pressed to do so began to cry the guru taking the child in his arms began to encourage him to drink what was offered him the child however still turned away his head and would not touch it the guru then began to suspect another plot he took some of the potion and gave it to a dog which fell ill immediately and very soon after died the brahmin seeing the state of the dog was himself seized with colic and began to suffer great agony he confessed his intention of poisoning the child at prithia's instigation and then expired upon this the guru composed the following the poison produced no impression whatever on him the evil brahmin died of the colic the supreme being himself preserved his servant the sinner died by the guru's power the servant hath meditated on his master god himself hath destroyed the plotter against the innocent god like a mother and father protected his servant the face of the slanderer is blackened here and hereafter god heard the prayer of his servant nanak and the vile sinner was destroyed without hope guru arjan found an opportunity of reproaching prithia with his murderous designs prithia became furious at their discovery and determined to set out with his family for dili to make a complaint to the emperor akbar 
against the guru and thus anticipate any charges the guru might subsequently make against him mahadev endeavoured to restrain him and quoted many passages from ancient writings to prove that brothers ought to live in harmony but prithia could not be restrained by any remonstrance prior to his departure for dili he decided on going to the village of Hihar and paying a visit to his friend sulahi sulahi conferred on him the proprietorship of the village and there he tarried for some time and built a tank for public use the guru sent by gur das to prithia with the object of endeavouring to conciliate him by gur das failed in the negotiations and only received abusive language to communicate to the guru gur das composed the following on that occasion the crane though dwelling at a place of pilgrimage is not content it reigneth near the shatrik yet he drinketh not even though the bamboo attach itself to sandal it is not perfumed the owl unlucky bird seeth not the sun the musk is in the deer's navel yet he fleeth elsewhere in quest of it the true guru arjan is the true king the mina prithia's face hath been blackened the meaning of this hymn appears to be that no one knows when he is well off prithia did not appreciate the advantage of dwelling near the guru a letter was in due time received from the emperor summoning sulahi to dili he took prithia with him to present a complaint against the guru the emperor decided in the first place that he would not interfere in the affairs of religious men and secondly that the memorial was false prithia crushed by his disappointment became seriously ill the guru on hearing the total result of his enemy's proceedings composed the following god himself showed the memorial to be false and affliction befell the sinner death shall not approach him whose helper my god is the blind fool told lies in the true court and smote his head with his hands they who commit sin contract disease god himself sat as the judge prithia is involved in the consequences of his own acts all his wealth shall pass away with his life nanak my creator guardeth the honour of those who seek the protection of his court when har gobind was of a suitable age to receive instruction the guru went to his own brother mahadev and requested him to take the boy under his protection and educate him mahadev recommended that the delicate and responsible duty should be entrusted to bhai buddha who was experienced who had seen guru nanak and by whose intercession the child had been born the guru accepted mahadev's advice and sent for bhai buddha he modestly pleaded that he was himself quite uneducated the guru replied thou hast all eloquence in thy heart as a preliminary to har gobind's education prayers were read in the temple the guru publicly announced his intention of entrusting his son's education to bhai buddha and quoted a line from one of guru nanak's hymns he who hath meditated on knowledge conferreth favour on others bhai buddha began his tuition he first wrote the thirty-five letters of the gurumukhi alphabet on a wooden tablet and told har gobind their names the pupil immediately repeated them from memory as if he had previously known them in a few days he knew how to join vowels with consonants and mastered spelling he then began to read the guru's hymns upon which his faculty of perception and comprehension was developed 
in a short time he received the gift of tongues he was then taught the use of offensive and defensive weapons riding swimming chemistry astronomy medicine agriculture administration and other sciences on the completion of his education the guru took him to the temple offering thanksgiving to god and acknowledgment to bhai buddha for his successful and comprehensive instruction a sikh called paira lived with guru arjan and used to wait on him day and night the teaching of the guru made a great impression on his mind at that time a proud ritualistic pandit arrived to hold a religious controversy with the guru on the morning after his arrival he put a tilak on his forehead and went and sat in devotional attitude on the margin of the guru's tank he was provided with a salagram a bell and a shell which he ostentatiously displayed it was the guru's custom to bathe every morning in his tank after that he used to go into the temple and make four circumambulations then going forth he used to make four more when making the first round he passed by the pandit but did not make obeisance to him or his salagram the pandit became angry and said the guru and his sikhs had sadly fallen away from orthodox worship although he calleth himself a guru said the pandit and hath followers and worshippers yet he is only a khatri and a family man while i am a rigidly continent brahmin he therefore ought to have worshipped me ram and krishan who were incarnations of god used to reverence and worship brahmins the guru knew what was passing in the brahmin's mind and stopped to speak to him at the second circumambulation excellent twice-born what fancies hast thou conceived that thou art angry pray explain the cause thereof the brahmin briefly stated the cause the guru upon this gave utterance to the following hymn thou readest the veds with their commentaries but the all-pervading god abideth not in thy heart thou givest instruction to make men firm in their faith but thou practisest not thyself what thou preachest o pandit study the veds and banish the greed of thy heart thou placest a salagram before thee but thy thoughts are dispersed in every direction thou puttest a tilak on the salagram and fallest at its feet thou blindly followest the world thou performest the six duties thou spreadest thy mat and wearest a loin-cloth but it is only in wealthy houses thou ever readest thy books tellest thy beads and beggest for alms o my friend no one hath thus been saved he is a pandit who acteth according to the guru's instruction maya with her three qualities departeth from him nanak seek the protection of that god with whose name the four veds are filled the brahmin replied o guru even if thou think me not a fit person to bow to thou oughtest at least to have bowed to the salagram the guru then extemporized the following hymn intended to confute and humble the hindu priest saith nanak the guru hath made me this gift it is such a salagram i serve god is my worship my adoration my obeisance he batheth all day long he the supreme gayani is ever banqueting and leaveth no one unprovided for i touch his feet again and again his bell is heard in the four corners of the world his seat is ever in heaven his fan waveth over all his incense is ever diffused every heart is his casket the company of the saints is his perfect court singing god's praises 
which ever bestoweth pleasure is my adoration his greatness is beautiful and ever endless he who hath come under the protection of the saints feet and is fortunate shall obtain such a salagram the following was also quoted by the guru on the same occasion o blind one thou seest not with thine eyes thou must leave all these vain things and depart saith nanak o god mercifully grant me the favour of the company of the saints man obtaineth something when he becometh the dust of the saints feet he to whom god giveth understanding repeateth his name the brahman desired to continue the controversy but the guru avoided it as much as possible at last he consented to hear the brahman speak on the veds and upanishads the brahman wound up with a discourse on the nature of brahm when he had finished by salo presented himself and was welcomed by the guru as his own special ananya bhagat or monotheistic saint the brahman contended that such an appellation might only be applied to himself the guru denied this on the ground that the brahman worshipped many gods on this the brahman produced all the books he had brought with him but they failed to satisfy the guru the brahman then proposed to send his son to benares for the remainder of his library an auspicious time for the son's departure was fixed by the astrologers but after he had set out on his journey he met an ass which brayed deeming this an unlucky omen he returned the circumstance afforded much banter and amusement to the sikhs who became the more convinced of the truth of their own religion the guru summoned paira and told him that when guru nanak visited ceylon he composed the pransangali and left it there until a successor of his should demand it the guru gave paira directions to go and bring the volume while the question of funds for the distant journey was under consideration a sikh came forward and offered the guru five pais all he had in the world the guru gave this sum to paira for his travelling expenses and dispatched him without consulting an astrologer the brahman remarked on this omission whereupon the guru read him a lecture on the evils of superstition bai gurdas who happened to be with the guru wrote the following stanza on the occasion o brahman thou art a worshipper of vishnu and of the salagram thou listenest to the gita yet thou callest thyself a monotheist after inquiring of astrologers and calculating auspicious times thou goest on religious pilgrimages and on visits to holy places when thou goest forth if thou meet a donkey or a dog superstition is aroused by the omen and thou returnest home thou hast not the gift of continence and art not content with the support of one god indecision being in thy heart thou shalt not obtain the supreme rank such is the power of association with the company of the guru's sikhs that continence is produced man relieth on one support and his indecision is removed he will not consult the astrologers or the veds or ask the lunar or weekday nor will he clasp to his heart any superstition regarding the planets and the lunar mansions he will take no note of omens or conjunctions of planets or serve other gods and he will fix his attention love and affection on the word of the formless one the sikhs and the saints are as children the holy guru is their cherisher they who meditate on god shall obtain salvation while alive on hearing this the brahman's pride was thoroughly humbled and he was obliged to admit that the sikhs were better than his own co-religionists his burning heart obtained comfort from the guru's instruction 
he threw away his salagram began to utter the true name was initiated into the sikh religion and thus obtained salvation several other learned pandits followed his example and accepted the pure faith of guru nanak paira reached ceylon with great difficulty as was natural considering the restricted travelling expenses allowed him the king of ceylon received him with respect treated him hospitably and gave him the required volume with a letter and many presents for the guru and allowed him to depart on his return journey to amritsar the pransangali was subsequently stolen by a pretended sadhu or holy man end of section seven